Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hey everybody, this is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club. I hope you guys have your fucking transfers or bus fare because we're ready to ride. Um, this is part two of... I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. No such thing as a wasted vote, which is where we're covering the third party stuff. Um, Darren Jolly is here. Are you sure? That was not your best. Uh, not my across best. the table from me, I've got <laughs> as usual. I'm not Walter Cronkite. Well, I just, uh, the reason I changed it is because you just sat down. That's why I said Darren Jolly is here. Um, anyway, whatever. So now we're going to kind of break down the individual, uh, party platforms and interviews and talk about, you know, what we thought was horseshit, what we thought was true, what we thought was just somebody giving an answer that they didn't know the answer to, which I guess could be categorized as bullshit. Um, and the like. So you you took a lot more notes than I did. Yeah, but we were all Some. talking. We, we were all talking. I mean, I, I always take notes. I, I lost half of my sheets of paper. I don't know where the fuck they went. That was what I was looking for. But having said that, there were several things that occurred that were like over and over and over again, right? Like one thing for sure was on these uh, conservative spaces where – and this is like, so what would apply in this instance would be uh, the Constitution Party, the the, uh, no, the Independent American Party. There's another one that I can't think of right now. But either way, the Amer- there was a lot of like a, on the right, more right side, like a, a weird kind of reverence for the Constitution. And there were a lot of instances where a few instances, I should say, not a lot where these individuals would be relating the creation of the constitution, almost like it's the fucking word of God. The constitution party did that for sure. Yeah. And like, he actually said that there were people in the party that said that it is, you know, considered a religious document. But he, he said that he didn't though. Right. Right. As an individual, that was that gym guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, no, no. You're thinking of Jim Rex. Um, oh, yeah, the, he's the Reform Party. That's right. Jack Turan uh, was um, the Constitution, Constitution Party. Guy. Okay. Excuse me. So Jack Jack said that. But the way that Lonnie said it, and of course, if you listen to, to the show, there's kind of a funny moment that, that goes on where he tries to decenter the religious overtones away from Christianity, right? And he's like, I don't care how you think about your religion and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And he said, but, you know, when it comes from our Lord and our Savior, and I was like, Lonnie, I'm pretty sure when you say our Lord and our Savior that that's Christianity. 
He says, well, you can put what labels you want to put on me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lonnie. I, I, I've got to, I just got to pick at that one just for a moment a little bit. Right. If you refer to your Lord and your Savior, and that's, but own it, you know, I, I don't give a fuck. And I, I appreciate, so you can, you can in one moment have your, uh, your emotional connection to God in however you want to have that and have the Christianity thing too. Like you can, you can say that there's all these other things that are in the way, but you can't, you can't say our Lord and our savior and then accuse me of uh, pigeonholing you. No, it's, it's similar to like, if I said something like our dark Lord, Satan, hail to thee, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then somebody said, Oh, well you worship the devil. Well, you can put whatever label on me that you want, but well, no, you said our Lord Satan. No, <laughs> you did not say. You did not say our Lord Satan. Our you said Lord. our dark Lord Satan. Yeah. Our evil body, what do you say? Satan, Satan. So, um, yeah, I, and I'm I'm a Bill of Rights guy. I'm a Constitution guy, um, and that's where like a lot of the Constitution Party. Um, the reform party, not so much the, the American Patriots guys, just because, you know, Lonnie talked about God a a lot. Um, which is fine. I don't, I don't care if you love God, if you believe in God, any of that stuff. Um, that's fine. It just shouldn't be in politics. It shouldn't have anything to do with you, writing laws that directly affect the populace. Especially when the populace may or may not believe in the God that you do. Um, Because I'm sure people would be fucking flat pissed off if I started writing laws based on our dark Lord Satan. Um, But maybe not. I mean, the libertarians might buy into that. No, because, like you said, they at least lately they've been veering towards yeah our Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of the problem that I had because you know, like I said, Jack said that a lot of the Constitution Party, like they thought of both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution as a religious document. Um, it, it's not. I mean. Our forefathers specifically separated that out, or or at least made an attempt to. And I asked Lonnie directly. I said, "What's the, you said you talked about the Bill of Rights? Is it what's the first the first line in 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 the first amendment of the Bill of Rights? It's, it's the Establishment Clause. It's the separation of church and state. I mean, that's you know, and there's several quotes throughout, and nobody's gonna deny." You know the the fact that a lot of these guys were white landowning wealthy Christians. Like this was this is not something that's up for debate. But having said that, not a lot of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. I mean, I was just 
I was trying to be lukewarm a little bit. Okay. I was, I was not a politician, so. <laughs> but I think yeah, many of them may have been white. But they, I and mean, they may have owned land because of the power of the Anglican Church and, you know, the historical power of Rome and all that. I mean, they made choices, and they made those choices for a reason. And obviously, one of the tough things about making a choice like that is that to say it uh, in the abstract is different than playing it out right so for years like you pointed out earlier um where you have these pockets in the u.s still that uh are really horrible to you know like they they're, they're rooted in that like the protestant church space and catholics do not exist inside of that space i didn't that's weird i didn't even know that when you said that that's that's a weird thing but uh my response to you was when I was making fun of, you know, when the Irish immigrants were coming here and all the ones that didn't have jobs uh, during the Mexican War, American War, a ton of them went and joined the fucking military and they had to do fucking horrible, shitty work. And uh, so much so that uh, the Mexicans were fucking smart. They leafleted uh, the other side of the border and said, all you Irish Catholics who are getting your asses handed to you and Mexico, I assume at that point in time, as, as it has been, is, it was very Catholic, you know, uh, when they were reaching out to them, they said, well, you know, well, you, you come and help us in the war, we'll give you property and, you know, and ownership of that land, you just got to come down here and fight the war, and that, that was where the San Patricio Corps emerged from in the first place, but uh, it takes a while to, to work those kinds of things out, but it's really disheartening to see people uh, become so narrow with regards to their interpretation of certain things. It's one thing to say that it was written by a bunch of white landowning Christians. It's another thing to say that it's a doctrine from God, like, like, like another biblical chapter or some, some shit or book or something like that. Well, and that was what was funny. Cause I actually asked Jack that question because you know, his party is called the constitution party. So he kept making reference to the Bill of Rights, which, again, big believer in the Bill of Rights. But he didn't cover any of the the amendments that followed the Bill of Rights. So I'm like, you know, are, are black people still going to be able to vote? How about women? You know, are, do you take the entire Constitution or is it just the Bill of Rights? Somebody actually said to us that they were really against the 14th and the 15th Amendment, weren't they? Didn't they? Um, Maybe that was something I was listening to on YouTube from one of the from the Constitution Party people. Also, the the guy, a couple of them, you know, the so Jack specifically said, well, that's part of the issue with the Constitution Party is that we believe some of these you know, our actual amendments that were ratified and all of that stuff. Yeah, he said that it was done, those two were done illegally. And and some of them were not done appropriately, properly, whatever, legally. Uh Um, but, But he did clarify that he thinks black people and women should be able to vote. But again, you're not taking the entire constitution as a whole, like they should, if that's the case, then they should change the name to the fucking Bill of Rights Party. Um, because like the ten, the ten, right? 
Because then people would have more of an understanding of what it is. Because if you, if you call it the Constitution Party, you, it is the, it is the it's the whole thing. Yes. It has to be the and and we, we, I remember we kind of went back and forth on a little bit because I said, well, I think I asked him something about elasticity, you know, and it's like, well, that's part of the deal. And the, but that's when he got into where I think it was, it was the 15th and the 16th. It wasn't the 14th. It was the 15th and the 16th. I think that he said that. Uh, I can't remember yeah. specifically yeah. which ones, because I was like, you know, cause he was the one that said he wanted to get rid of the federal reserve and go back to the gold standard. Yeah. And I was like, you know, well, dude, look, I'm I'm with you on the gold standard thing. I want us to attach the dollar to something that is tangible, that's real. And he's like, yeah, but if we get rid of the Federal Reserve, then it'll stop all of this manipulation and all of this illegal shit. And I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, it won't. And and just going to the gold standard won't stop that either no, because there was crooked shit going on. Well, yeah. I can yeah. fucking buy a bunch of gold and put it in Fort Knox and wait until the value goes. And, or if I want to fucking, you know, flood the market and devalue the dollar for one reason or another, then I'll release some gold. Well, I mean, you can always manipulate shit. And, but I mean, but even still your currency positions would have to be rooted to a concrete space though i mean well, i'm not just saying because you're using gold if you have x amount of gold there and that and you're only allowed to produce enough money to be backed up by that then i mean there's a, like like you were kind of alluding to them there's a reason why they went off of it in the first place you needed some sort of like flexible space but uh or at least that's why it happened was there there was a general belief that there needed to be otherwise there would have been you know, forty-two trillion three hundred and seventy-four billion nine hundred and sixty-three. And let's see the inflation. So the value of gold went up that much. So we can increase the money supply that much. That that's I mean, because that's what. But that's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, I I still I still think it should be tied to something tangible. But by saying that it it good, shouldn't. Good let me know how that works out for you. That it can't be manipulated because it's tied to something tangible is just completely false. Why do you need to tie it to something? When you say tangible, is it is it something you mean like the the dollar uh, the pound sterling? I mean, what do you? Well, okay, so like right now, the dollar is worth whatever, whatever it is someone to, says it is because of supply and demand, relative, right? Relative to other currencies and. Yes. All of the various different inputs that come into creating the concept of value. Right. So it can be, well, it doesn't matter. All I was trying to point out to him is that he, it was, can be manipulated false, either way. It was a false assumption. Yeah, his assumption was incorrect. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these guys on the right and, and out of, and I just said it again, God damn it. See, they've. Fucking brainwashed yeah. me well, we need so much we need to start that even though I've been saying for several months now, we're not left, we're not right, we're just people. I just said it again. So the guys from the Reform Party who had a tendency to lean in a more conservative fashion. Um, you mean to the right? 
um, they they were my favorite righties of the bunch because they were fun to talk to. Now that could have been because they were our last interview, so we had gotten some under our belt, and we were. Or no, I guess it was the alliance party that was our it last. That was our last one. So maybe Jack. No, because Jim was from Alliance. Can't remember who the fuck was from. Jack was from Reform. So who the fuck was from Constitution? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, we can always go back and look later. Um, but the last interview that we did, those two guys were probably, I had the most fun talking to those two. And that could have just been because I got used to doing the interviews. And so the, like, I mean, the dude I, from the South, he was, he was, he, which he's from South, was North, North Carolina or something. Where was he from? Well, one was from North Carolina yeah, and one was, from, was South. from South Carolina. The dude with the, the dude, the ginger with the fucking beard and uh, he was ready to talk about anything and everything that was the reform party was where it? it was north and south carolina um he, he was he was interesting though he had a, he had a vision i mean he was into what he was into yeah and again i don't care what you believe if you believe that abortions are wrong that's fine we were just giving you a platform to talk about personally I think that the government should stay the fuck out of our bedrooms, out of our doctor's offices, out of anywhere where we are. We we should have that privacy to do what we want when we want. And then you should provide schools, roads, and infrastructure. And, and, and Brian wants us to still have um, uh, oversight. Some of those motherfuckers wanted no oversight. They wanted to scale the government down to and put everything in the hands of the states. I don't know why they don't just have us break up into like uh, 59 different countries at that point. You know? you know, when you said the states thing, it reminded me of something. Because one of the things that every one of these parties complained about was ballot access. Yeah, that was a huge. I mean, this, this is where when I, the structure of the electoral system itself has to totally shift. Ballot access is a... A brutal fucking situation. But the main reason the ballot access is a problem is because every secretary of state in all 50 states decides who gets access to the ballot and what rules you need to follow in order to gain said access. So when you're, you're, you're suggesting that when we have federal votes that there should be a federal structural mandate that's in place no no what i'm saying is that there's kind of a hypocrisy that they're saying everything should be decided that's by the state, state and then they're like fuck they're, this they're, i can't even get voted in colorado or california or whatever subject to the legal uh, barriers that are constructed at the level of the state right so i would go even one step further and say that these people that are saying we want all of these state rights state rights state rights small federal government I think that they're full of shit, and I think that it's easy for them to say when they're on the stump, but when it affects them directly in a negative fashion, then they want federal, federal, federal. Um, and I don't know that for a fact. I mean, nobody ever said that. Um, they didn't, but, but I mean, honestly, like, if it's a federal election... 
shouldn't that shouldn't access be streamlined? I mean, because right now what we end up seeing that the kid Matt Hope from uh, I think it was I, I think it was North Carolina, but he ran. I think he was a Green Party candidate in in the, in a senatorial seat in the South. And 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 if you're like in places where Democrats have even a shot at winning in the South. You don't want any competition because it's hard, so hard for you to get into a, a spot where, I mean, like the ones that won in Georgia, the last two were like so fucking close. It's just not very easy to become elected as a, whether you're in the House of Representatives or in the Senate down there. So that Matt Ho guy, I'm sure that's what his name is. I'll double check here in a minute. Like uh, he had to have 15,000 signatures uh, stating that they wanted him to run for the Green Party at in that senatorial seat during that election in 2022 or 2020 whatever one one it was and uh somehow or another the democrats got uh, a copy of all the signatures and they ca- started calling all these people up and saying are you sure that you wanted to sign i this? remember you talking to the green party people yeah about dude, that. it was one of the most fucked up things i'd ever i listened to this whole huge thing about it i don't i don't remember if it was on bad faith or something else i think it was on status coup i can't remember but uh or the real news network those are those are both really good places that i get some weird shit from too but uh this one guy who was friends with him with with who had signed it you know they're like He's like, why are you calling me and asking this? Who are you affiliated with? Are you a, are you an independent organization? What is it? Who is it you want? And he kept, he just kept needling and needling and needling, and they wouldn't admit it. But then they, they they go to court over it, and it was the fucking people, the operatives from the Democratic Party that were trying to get him below the fifteen thousand dollar fucking margin. And again, like your point about these state people. You know, you know, anti-federalist, you know, James Madison dick suckers, you know. Sorry, guys, it's who I am. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're stuck with me. But I'm going to let you speak on the the podcast and, and say whatever it is that's in your mind. But the, And you can you can use uh, expletives at me, too, and say horrible things. And, and we'll probably just laugh, I, I think. That's pretty much what Brian and I do anyway. But it does seem like uh, the, the way that federal systems should function or federal access to federal office political activity should be governed, not at the state level. There might be some nuanced spaces where it would be, but dude, this is, it, it leaves you in a space to where only the people that have access to money and lawyers and money and more lawyers and money. And, you know, the people, the accounting people that can sit there and go through the process of doing this all right. You and I could not, you know, I, I like uh, Frank and uh, Blake. 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 Yeah. Um, they're not rich, but they're not doing anything to try to be. They know they're not going to win. I mean, they're the uh, Frank. Frank and Blake. They're they're the approval party voting uh, individuals. Uh, approval voting is worth looking at. It's different than ranked choice voting, but it's another way of being able to vote for more than one person during a given election space. Like you, you like you say, you know you hate Joe Biden, so you'll vote for Trump and these other people, you know, or the vice versa, you hate you hate Trump, so you vote for Biden and all these other people to make sure that uh, one way or another you don't get Trump in. But the point is, is that you can vote for multiple people in those spaces. Um, 
they were basically suggesting that they were self-funding. They got a little bit of funding from other people that were around them, but it's because they're not taking any votes away from anybody. You know, they're just making a point about the structure of the voting system. Well, and they're they're doing a lot of outreach to other parties because they're trying to push the approval voting yeah. idea. Uh-huh. But it's um, about an issue as opposed to... Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, okay, so... I mean, if you're just talking about federal elections, then you're still talking about basically every two years that you've got a federal election, right? Because well, for, for, you got the midterms the and then you've got the... For the House. Senators are six years. House representatives are two, so they have to go every two years. Right, so Presidents every two years between the president and the midterms. What does that have to do? All that no, no, have all, to be rules. Well, that's what I'm asking you because so if you do it every two years and it's just federal, so would it be the Federal Election Commission that looked after only the federal things and then the Secretary of State's would do all of the state and local that, stuff? That, that make, that, that's, that, that's a step in the right direction. I don't know if that's perfect, but I think that no matter what, federal elections should – it would be better to create – two things would come out of that at least at the beginning. One is that you, you would have access to find in a very clear and consistent way for anybody that wanted to run for any office on a federal level writ large. And as a result – the transparency would be much more because right now, like there's like 1700 different things that you have to fucking look at in some states and other states, there's only three, but you, like they said, ballot access, you have to go through the process. How much fucking money is it going to cost to get now? Uh, whether it's RK jr. Or, or any of them, the constitution party people, the, the, the ones that told us that they actually have, some of them haven't gotten their candidates yet because they're still waiting to do their uh, uh, Convention. conventions. Yeah, but the ones that have done them already, all of their energy, instead of spending time thinking about the issues, thinking about you know tangible things, things that we should be working on, we should not have to fucking spend all of our time using our energy on ballot access. At the state level, yeah, let states deal with that for, you know, unless some unruly shit's happening. But you got circuit courts. You know, you can deal with that kind of stuff. But if you set a good standard up here, you're going to create the better opportunity for things to – and because then we would have a real reason to love democracy because it would be a little bit more like democracy, not like this stupid jackass fucking backass word fucking thing that's going on right now. Well, I can't remember which parties – did complain, but a couple of the parties complained about the Federal Election Commission also. Um, what did they, I can't I, I can't remember what, what they were. It just had to do with, again, it access. was ballot access, was access. Um, because they weren't a recognized party. So because you have to get a certain when, percentage at a federal level before they get right. you. Yeah. And, and you've got to get a certain level at these different states in order to be recognized at the federal level. So and you can't get the card ahead of them. You can't the, the card has to it has to happen in that order. You can't get the card ahead of them. Right. Yeah. Right. So one of the things I remember talking to different parties about when I was still doing people's propaganda were there were similar issues i mean these people were fighting really hard to get stuff done because 
I mean, back then, the Libertarian Party wasn't nearly as big because they had been splintered and they didn't have as much money because, you know, 35% of them went back to the GOP. Um, the Green Party was just barely fucking starting. Um, the Constitution Party was what it was. The Reform Party was having the issues that it had because of fucking uh, Buchanan. Yeah. Um, what, a, what, a, what an asshat that, that guy was. Okay. So somebody should have popped a cap in that motherfucker's ass. I don't know, because a lot of them were happy with certain states. Like certain states said, you know what? We only need, and this is an exaggeration, but I know that the figure of a thousand dollars was correct. So we only need a thousand dollars and a decent amount of signatures. But it wasn't like. 150,000 or anything like that. It was just, you know, like North, a few like hundred like North Dakota or a few thousand. They told us really easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, unlike New York, where if you want to get on the ballot there, you need to win a seat here and you need 275,000 signatures. You have, to, you have to hop on a pogo <laughs> stick with one foot down for a thousand hops. So I think maybe if instead of taking state rights away and we did something along the lines of, and I don't know if this would work out in anybody's benefit or not, but if we took and did like a national convention of secretaries of state or secretaries of states. You mean where they come together and they come up with them? Yeah, something that's fair across the entire thing. Because the guys in large markets, New York and California, they're going to argue that they need more signatures and more money than somebody in North Dakota, right? And I don't know that this is what's going to happen, but this is what I can kind of see in my head. Um, so that's why they make their rules as strict as they do to... Because they fucking are gatekeepers, man. Yeah, they are. But, well, and maybe California was a bad example because Gary Coleman ran for Congress. The little guy? Yeah. What are you talking about, Rose? Or maybe it was for president. Because I remember one year on the ballot, there was a porn actress, Gary Coleman, and like 12 other people on there. And I can't remember what they I, were I, I'm for. almost certain that if that really is the truth, then somebody in California had to make a, you know... Why are, Gary Coleman takes the Pullman, you know, like they make some sort of stupid fucking porn thing about politics in California. I mean, that's like, you know, shaving Ryan's privates, things like that. <laughs> and currently, right now, Brian is trying to figure out what... what Sorry, it was for. it was governor. He ran for governor? In 2003. The little guy, right? Yeah. I didn't know that he lived that long. I mean, he had bad kidneys. That's why he was so short, right? Yeah. He lived in Colorado most of his life. No, not most of his life. He moved from California to Highlands Ranch when they built that Falcon Hills or whatever the fuck oh, really? it was out there. And had him like custom design some bullshit train thing in his basement. Um, and then, I don't know, I think he lived there four or five years. People I knew like saw him at bars and stuff. The only time I've ever been in that neighborhood... 
me and Dave and Nicole went and met with Rana and this guy, and it was like this est kind of thing. It wasn't est, but it was like that. They were trying to get us to pay $2,000 to go to a self-help thing. And Nicole and Dave just fucking rolled them over the court, the coals. I imagine it was probably run by Gary Coleman. So, um, in 2003, Gary Coleman ran with more than 130 candidates. For governor? They had that many? Who was the porn, who was the porn actor? It was for the recall election. Um... I don't know, dude. I'm I'm just all I could get was a blurb because I'm not gonna subscribe to the LA Times. Yeah. But Patches, Patches O'Reilly or something like that. <laughs> Ashes Jameson. But that's a shitload of fucking people to run. Um so anyway. I don't hate that idea. The one that you said where you would have a group of people come together from the states. So long as the intention is to create a, a form, a formal, like the same process for everybody to be, to be ha having access to be able to run so that we know exactly what is, is necessary for if then you can plan, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you even plan to run for president right now? I mean, it's a fucking nightmare. Like when we talked to those reform party people after what happened with Buchanan and some of the other stuff, like I listened to these things online, there were like fucking like lawsuits for like six years between two, 2012 and 2018 over who had the right to it and what was this and what was that. So like you're 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 spending all your time and money on other things. things well, and they talked about the Federal Election Commission not allowing them to do really any meaningful fundraising yeah. because of the fact that that money was missing. Well, maybe, I think they said five hundred thousand dollars or yeah, something. Yeah, they, 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 they. I, I think that they hinted at some numbers, but I think that they kind of said that they're not allowed to give concrete spaces. Yeah, but they sort of slipped up a couple of times because he was like, that one guy punched one of the people in the kidneys and <laughs> so. you, you guys got to listen to these episodes we got violence we got uh, uh porn stars we got we got midgets oh i don't think that's the perverted nomenclature dude we got gary coleman i'm sorry Peter Inklage. i love you i think you're like one of the best actors on the planet like i i actually feel guilty now really and besides i think if we were talking about words. He would consider be considered a dwarf and not a midget. Because the way that I always understood it is that a midget is proportionally correct all the way across. They don't have the, like, stubby fingers and stuff and they're, large head. They're like carnies. Small hands. <laughs> but now I think they're just all in one big category, which is little people. We represent the lollipop kids. That's right. We are woke, all you little people out there. Um, I do love you, Peter Dinklage, though. I'm, I'm rewatching. I you're you're about to wander around King's Landing and watch uh, Daenerys do her best to take a knife from uh, from Jon Snow. The station agent was an awesome movie. Was it, that was another one that he was in? I, I don't think I've seen too much else. Other he did the uh, 
He was in one of the X-Men movies. I think it was movies. called The Station Agent. Which X-Men movie was he in? The one where they're going back and forth in the future. Days of Future Past or something like that? Yeah. I kind of like that one. So, um, he Wasn't he the guy in Elf that kicked the shit out of Will Ferrell? I do. I don't know. But that would probably... He's like, I've got a house in Aspen. And he's going off. <laughs> and he's like, oh, an elf. And he runs across the table. And <laughs> I've only ever seen the movie once. I don't watch stupid movies like that over and over again. Sorry, Will Ferrell and Peter Dinklage. I'm not going to make any money in those spaces. Um, yeah, so I know we kind of got sidetracked there a little bit. A, li- a little bit. Um, a smidgen. It's all because of Gary Coleman, like, honestly. How do you have 160 motherfuckers running? 130. 130, excuse me, I'm sorry. I just naturally, like, always add numbers on. So and I think Gary Coleman made 131. Because it said Gary Coleman and more than 130. So I don't I don't quite understand the way they wrote that sentence, but that's what it said. What you talking about, buddy? Right? We do need some reform, though, one way or another. Like, And it needs to become easier. It needs to not be a situation where there's roadblocks. I mean, I think that we're, like, at the verge of having our democracy fall on its face anyway. So, so we did an entire episode on the FCC. Unless I was dreaming that. No, we did it. Okay, I thought so. One of the things that I would like to see in the political process is, one, telling the FCC, fuck you, you don't belong in our houses. Um, But two, quit allowing the affiliates, the news channels, whatever, to charge so much money for advertising. And two, if you're going to have a fucking debate, you need to let everybody on the debate. You can't say, oh, no, it's just one Democrat and one Republican or all the Republicans on this debate and all the Democrats on this debate. You've got to let everybody participate. Yeah, you don't have like the benchmarks where they have to have uh, 50,000 donors and 50,000 unique donors. Right. And whatever else it is. There's one other thing that they always ask. And I know that one of the arguments that someone is going to make is, well, if we just allow everyone to be on TV, then we're going to have people coming out of the woodwork saying that they want to be on the debate. Well, I think that there can be a vetting process, but it shouldn't be based on finances or what you fucking have, party you're in. You just in. have to demonstrate that you're a serious candidate. That's all. And serious yeah. candidate means that you've got some people that are endorsing you. That you're talking about things. That you've got a platform. That you Something. A yeah. website. Letterhead. Uh, it's going to have to be a, a little bit more than just the website and letterhead. I mean, there's got to be. I mean, cause, like, cause then we could just be in the same difficulty. And I know I started saying things that would... Put us, but I that's why I said, like, as long as you know, like, if you have a platform, this is what I this is how I connect, and this is it, and blah 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 blah. And fuck you, motherfuckers. So, what about a third party uh, debate? debate? That would be interesting. I, I would be okay with that because honestly, you know, like. Last episode, I said I've never been a straight ticket voter. That's a true statement. 
However, with that being said, I haven't voted Democrat since like 2000 um, because I am that fucking disenchanted with them. I think that they do nothing but talk out of both sides of their mouth and never do one fucking thing. It might have been 2004, but it's somewhere in the early 2000s. Yeah, I, I, both 2000-2004, I voted for Nader. Like, I, 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 local stuff, it depends. It, it just depends on who I know and what I know about them. So, um, one thing I was really surprised to learn, though, was that the Reform Party endorsed Nader in 04. I thought that was really, I mean, because this is the party that grew out of fucking uh, ears. Uh, Ross Perot. I mean, Ross Perot is a fiscal conservative, you know, I mean, he's, a libertarian for all intents and purposes. I mean, of some sort. He had some nuance uh, in some of the stuff. He was critical of NAFTA, definitely. Um, which he he was critical of NAFTA because he was concerned about labor getting fucked over. I mean, he was he was. I don't. I'm not gonna suck on ears, dick. But I mean, I definitely think that there there were some unique things about him. But he was definitely way more. Ralph Nader was a lot further left than I would have ever thought anybody in the report. I'm sorry. He was a lot further on the uh, socialist side of things. Um, socialist in the sense that the redistribution of goods is not going to fucking corporations. It's going to other people. So you regular people like Nader's more like that, but they suggest he suggested that they, he, he was, he was honest and he was uh, at least a person of uh, character. Well, that was something the Reform Party was really about. Like the I, people they supported were it was all about the character of the individual. Out of again, all of those parties, I think, and I'd have to go back and think about it some more. Because again, you know, I, I am a constitution guy, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna vote constitution. Does that party. mean that you're a Bill of Rights guy or a constitution right. guy? Um so that would the, be, right? Does that mean constitution? Constitution. Oh, I thought you were fucking with me. I was fucking with you, but I was asking a serious question at the same time. No, I told you a couple of different times in the last episode. I'm a constitution guy. I, I want the whole fucking thing. Like, you can't just line item veto the shit you don't like and say, well, no, this is what our party's about. And when you say something like that, if you say the, you're the constitution party, It might be confusing to the voter because they might have a specific amendment in mind. Um, what that so one would be, I don't know. Carry on with your perspective, bitch. The Reform Party. Those guys, I thought, were... I don't know. Like I just had a different perspective after looking at the website and doing some research than when I actually talked to them. And so when I actually talked to them, I found out that out of all of the, the ones that we interviewed, I think I was probably closer to the reform party than any of the others. Well, he, so like one of the things, two, two of the things that I remember that, that he said, um, they had had so many bad experiences because of the Buchanan stuff and because of all the lawsuits in between that they they did not want to try to just 
plug and play. Like they wanted to take their time to make sure that the people that are there endorsing are people of character, people that, uh, that there's a value to, they're not just something for sale. And the, the other thing was that they were, they said, we don't immediately want to put somebody up for president right now. We're not at that stage of growth. Like when we talked about the, the short-term, mid-term, and long-term, like they, they were very, they wanted to, they wanted to grow organically. I mean, that was, it was very like that. The fact that it was for my, for my, for my position, they're going to be too conservative, but I, I definitely like the way that they were. It was about outcomes. It's not about now, you know, like escalating the level of conflict can be much easier if you have a strong ground to stand on. And they understood that. They're trying to develop that strong ground now, I think. Well, but in the last episode, you described the American Solidarity Party as being very conservative with regard to, like, personal liberties and fiscally liberal. Well, I think that you could almost say that the Reform Party is the reverse of that. Um, Yeah, because they didn't want to tell you what to do. Right. Right, they were very freedom-ish, but I mean, even still, it was. And but they they still said some interesting stuff, like the economy thing and fixing homelessness and. What did, what did, what do you say about the economy? And remind me. He he was the one that said, you know, if if we fix the economy, then a lot of this other stuff will will fall into line. You know, there is a problem with poverty. There is a problem with homelessness. There are problems with so education. So on question two, that was why he was starting like that. If we deal with the economy first, then everything okay. Social security gets dealt with. Yeah. Education but a lot of people benefit. said something along those lines. Um, was he who was was he the, who was the education guy? Where was he from? That was the Alliance Party, and he was also from South Carolina. Okay, that's right. Well, he no, no, no. But the one so he had run so the one of the Reform Party's one of the governor. Reform Party guys was a teacher at a high school in South that's Carolina. Right. That's right. That's right. That so was the, that was the when you dude. say the education guy, I was I just wanted that to was clarify. The dude. That yeah. was the one that had a and dude, he was very. I didn't agree. I didn't agree with barely anything he said, but he was very well thought out. Very well thought out. So, and and enthusiastic about it, you know. So now, and to be fair, you guys, listeners, we did pre-mail these mm-hmm. questions to all of these people, so they had time to prepare. So, you know, we weren't again. There were a couple of questions, including the follow-up questions, where we were hitting them off guard to some degree. But for the most part, they were all prepared, or or should have been. Um, but yeah, he was he was well spoken. If you're from the south, dang on, dang on, I tell you what. I'm sorry, guys. It just comes out sometimes. I, dude, I like Gomar. What do you? What do you? What's the? What's the Fajili to say? He's, he's Samoan. Very chilly. <laughs> um. But that. So yeah, I mean, the Reform Party guys. I. I thought that. I don't know if. Again, neither Darren, or. Nor I agreed with everything that any of them said. And Darren 
constantly brags about being a Marxist, so he probably agreed less. What does with that the mean? Ma- I constantly brag well, about no, being a Marxist. Just because, I mean, dude. I just well, identify myself. Oh, That's sorry, not not bragging, just identifying because. Can you hand me some tissues? I gotta wipe the blood off my fucking nose from that overhand right. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be an insult. Are you fucking kidding me, you dumb fuck? All right, I always, uh, I, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed genius and a Marxist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one in life, don't ever call yourself a genius. Let other people call you a genius. Well, and if you are going to call yourself a genius, don't pass out backwards in the chair and start drooling on yourself. Um, Go on. Get get, get your head back in the game, bitch. So, we don't agree with all... The majority of the parties had a tendency to be more conservative. Either... Socially or fiscally, um, with the exception of the Green Party, I think, and mm. and the American Solidarity Party, depending on what questions you're asking, right? And like the weird thing is, there's so I found two different alliance parties. Like one of the alliance parties that I found online was super fucking, like super Marxy. Like, I, but this this guy was not. Now, the one thing that the Alliance Party guy said that I will agree with, and it was very similar to what I said in the last one where you said, it's no wonder people identify you being left, or if you're not careful, more people will. Um, As he said, you know, we call ourselves the Alliance Party because that's what we need as an alliance. Yeah, we're reaching out. We need to work together. Yeah, he was... And I completely agree with that. And he was a he had so he had been the the head of education the head of the education department in South Carolina. He was voted into that spot. He tried to run for governor right in two thousand ten. Well, he had a friend that ran for governor, but he did too at did some he? point. Yeah, it, it was it was governor or something. But uh, he was the of all the people we talked to, he had held the highest political office and had tons of background in the nightmare of electoral politics. So he was, he's a curious person to listen to because sometimes when we think about these things or listen to these things, it's good to talk to somebody. And he's, he's run as both. I think I remember he said as a Republican and as a Democrat, depending on. No, I think that that's where maybe you and I are both confused. No, it was him. It was, it was the, the head of that board of education guy. Right, but he said, I ran as a Democrat and won in a Republican state, and the only reason that I ran is because my friend who was a governor was Republican and talked me into running. But that was during that one specific election. I'll I'll find Okay. Well, either way, he, I think the point Darren was trying to make, and I could be wrong, but I think the point that he was trying to make is that he had been in a major party and decided you know what, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm going to create my own party because these guys are not trying to do what is actually good for the people. And you, listeners, are people. (laughs) So do what's good for you and those around you by maybe voting for someone other than a Demopublican or the corporate duopoly.
I, I guess I'm going to keep talking because I think Darren is reading or something. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, but yeah, I and I didn't mean to jump totally to the Alliance Party thing, but what I was going to say is I don't think it's fair. Well, because we did have a lot of them that were more conservative. And I wish we could have given all of you a broader view into what's available out there. Um, when they when they did the, when they did start to come together because they were trying to reach out across there were I mean the point was that they were from both sides of the the alleged aisle when they were talking with each other well yeah because he ended up so what the way that it was actually formed because originally in South Carolina it was formed as the American People's Party yeah that's right yeah and then they needed to go into other states but in order to get ballot access they had to have a different name or something like that so what they did is they started communicating with these other smaller parties and either merged or absorbed or however you want to describe it to make a larger party and then they changed the name to the alliance party yeah and they they wanted to do the there was one they wanted to do but somebody else had that had that tied up already. Yeah. So um, again, I don't think that we're done with this thing, and hopefully we can get somebody that is more I don't know fiscally liberal. Yeah, I need a fucking I need one of you socialists or communists or one of you motherfuckers to come and talk on this. And don't just come on. We're all we all ride on the short bus. I mean, we're all we you know listen to me talk. You know, I I can't I can't fucking remember what I I'll start going in this direction and then I'll get over there and then I'll be all the way up there. I don't even know what fuck I got there. So now even you know now that I just said that the the fiscally liberal thing, like I know what it means to me. But I don't know what it actually means. Like, I'm for putting money into certain programs to help people better themselves. I'm into putting money into programs, especially for fucking education. Education is super important as far as I'm concerned. Now, by putting money into these programs where people can better themselves, I don't know if that makes me fiscally liberal or not. Like, does fiscally conservative just mean, ah, we're cutting off the tap all the way across. No more, no more water for any of you motherfuckers. I don't think that that's what it means, because if that's what it meant, then we wouldn't be spending as much money as we are. But... Again, I think that these these lines, these definitions have a tendency to move depending on what's going on in the media and what they can spend to talk us into spending the money. You're right. He, he ran as a Democrat. It was Jim Rex. 
And it, he was about his buddy that he was talking about. You're right. Your ass is the blackest. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the I don't either. My grandma used to say it all the time. So somebody accused me of uh, saying something I think is racist because that's like the assumption. Like people don't want to listen to what anybody has to say anymore. They just want to like look at them and correct them for something that they don't even know is right. What that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it sounded racist. My grandma had a lot of good sayings, dude. You rattle on like the clatterbone of a goose's ass. I mean, what the fuck's a clatterbone? But you know what? Everybody knows what that means because you can see a fucking picture in your head of a dog wa- or duck walking, you know? I think a clatterbone is like a corn flap, I think. <laughs> I think that the clatterbone actually covers the corn flap, but it's in the same general vicinity. <laughs> This is, this is starting to degenerate right now. <laughs> so, not very many of the parties put the environment as their top priority. The ones that did tended to think about it more in the context of, like, like economy, environment. It was, like, all part of the same. Well, and they all bragged that the environment was important. For example, the Reform Party guy said, no, no, we we need the environment. I mean, these are natural resources, and without them, we're going to die. Well, we're going to die with them, <laughs> probably. Somebody used the word stewardship, I think, at one point, and I like that. You know, I think that was the guy from the Alliance Party, but I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean... Um, one of the, I think uh, Jack from the Constitution Party identified himself as an environmentalist. Yeah, he said like that was how he started out all the way. But then put the environment clear down at the bottom. And I understand that we cannot actually take care of these things one at a time. But, you know, there are things that are important you're to probably, one you're or gonna another. Pri- you're going to prioritize certain things. Yeah. The only party that did put the environment number one was the Green Party. Surprisingly enough. And a lot of their solution wasn't just the the new Green Deal. Um, You know, for instance, they said, well, we're going to get rid of the entire Marine Corps. Okay. Why? Well, because Marines murdered all these people and did all of this stuff. So we're not going to send the budget to them anymore. Okay? They're just going to be absorbed into the Navy. Well, then you're still going to be paying for those personnel. And if they're fucking psychos as Marines, they're going to be psychos as sailors too. So that didn't make any sense to me. And I'm not sure what it would have actually done for the environment. No. Did they actually talk about that, or was that in that long-ass... Uh... No, that's what she said. The yeah. girl from Seattle. Margaret, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She said she wanted to get rid of the Marine Corps because... And I understand these ships take fossil fuels to get around. Well, some of them do. Some of them are nuclear, but... Um, 
by just moving, eliminating some of the Marines and absorbing the rest into the Navy, you're not you're not really cutting the budget, let alone you're fixing just, the environment. You're just changing the, the, the deck chairs around. Right. Like, I, I like Margaret, actually. Um, she had a lot of good things to say, to be sure. Um, but uh, it was tough. The Green Party one was a little bit tougher because everybody, we had, you know, three responses. And that's because that's kind of how they do things, I think. I mean... It's like a class. Everybody gets a chance to speak. Or the consensus like thing. Yeah, the consensus thing. Yeah, they. I actually. I. One thing about Jizek that I love, he said. He says all of these people that want to do this consensus shit. He says that would be my worst nightmare. He said I'd have to kill myself. I don't want that. I want to be alienated from it, and I want to go sit in my room and read books and write shit. I will be perfectly happy letting all that stuff go on in the background for the people that really want to do it. And I, I like at some, like I had the same problem in the old uh, reading group, you know, that, that we did back in the day. I mean, for a while it was like you pass the baton around and then it's your turn to talk. And uh, when you read something, there are rights and there are wrongs, you know, like if, if, and I'm not saying that like, you know, Joe could say some things. He was another one of the Green Party guys every now and again. Um, but really, like, not to, not to totally dig on you, but, like, Craig had some good input in certain moments. Margaret, had, you know, she she was clearly the dominant voice. Like, she, she's comfortable in, in that space. One thing that Craig did that really impressed me was uh, uh, when we brought up the stuff about renewable renewables and he immediately went he said i listened to what you guys said and you guys are all of your points are essentially correct we need to deal with creating something more sustainable on uh at scale like and and like you know most most of the people that i talk to that identify in that you know ideological genre uh they have an emotional investment or maybe they work for you know some sun solar company or you know well yeah but then to almost completely contradict what craig said margaret jumped in and said yeah but we've got to do something you know that's that's but that's you and, know. and i i get it i i agree we do have to do something but not for cathartic reasons not right. to make us feel like we're doing something but not solving any problems at the same time yeah and definitely it. not to put somebody in office yeah to do yeah to, to to make it you know to make it look like we're doing something right because we have to fucking find a moment where and the energy question's paramount like if we don't find a way to bring our energy consumption and into balance with you know all of the things that we're doing to, as we, I mean, exponentially continue to consume energy from year to year to year. And the things that we're, I mean, we, it's like we're, we're digging our own grave and we're like not throwing it out on the side. We're just literally down there taking the burying dirt, ourselves throwing it on top of ourselves. Yeah. Ooh, might as well just get it all done at the same time, you know, but, but Craig, to his credit, he was very he he was he he literally cut us off and he's like I agree you know I, I yeah but I mean it, it you know and Margaret is a politician Craig I I don't see him as much of a I honestly think a bad dude 
he's so he is solution oriented. You know, I'm not saying that Margaret isn't, but sometimes sometimes you gotta not get used to talking and see where the rubber meets the road. You know, and I like I, I love you, Margaret. You're awesome. You you have a lot of wonderful things to say, but this is something that we really we we are the we're 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 not two minutes to midnight. We're it reminds me of the, the scene from the newsroom, you know. So what would be a good way of dealing with this? Well, having started 20 years ago. So basically, we can't do shit. That's correct. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> We're all fucking dead. <laughs> That's a wonderful scene. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much time we have left. All I know is that based on... Everything that I read in the Green New Deal and everything that I read for our green energy episodes, they're kind of at odds with each other. Um, especially, like, I couldn't even get... Margaret to admit that even if we go to electricity, they're going to have to fucking mine copper. <laughs> Which maybe not, maybe there's some other conductive metal that we can get at an inexpensive rate to put in houses and buildings for everybody globally. I don't know. Um, but, and I'm not just here to, you know, thrash on Margaret. I, I was just pointing out the fact that that is the one issue that I had with the Green Party more than any other issue is that they are supposed to be the environmental party and the Green New Deal is not environmental. And, and Margaret didn't write the Green New Deal. So, well, and the Green New Deal wasn't just about environmental stuff as it was written anyway. I mean, there were all kinds of other. Yeah, but it ancillary. was it was all about job creation through. It was there's 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 more in it than just than just stuff that relates to the environment. I mean, there's lit, like there's woke stuff in there. There's a lot of identity politics stuff in there, and that's just. It's I'm just it's, talking about the the job creation and the the political stuff, not necessarily the woke shit. Well, I, the only reason why, so if you're talk, but if you're talking about the green, the way that it was yeah. written, writ large, and it, this is what was put in the actual bill when it was trying to be constructed. There were a lot. There were other. I mean, there are other problems with the way that the bill was constructed as well. And and the the point about creating. Answers that only serve to uh, provide catharsis. Like catharsis is like one of the worst ways to approach any any subject because you're making yourself feel good thinking that you did something when you really did nothing. That 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 couldn't be any more counterproductive productive if you want if you wanted you wanted it to be. Because if we, you know that that's fantasy fucking land, you know. So. I don't know. I mean, they're interesting. I mean, they're not going to be the, they're not going to be the ones anyway. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the ones. Honestly, I think that uh, 
that this independent party thing that could develop will be an interesting thing to to watch. So and I know it's too bad that RFK has such a big name. Otherwise, I think we should try to get him on the show. Yeah, he he. Uh, but I don't think that it happened. No, we'd have to have uh, a few more listeners. He did yeah. the he he did Theo Vaughn the other day, that comedian guy. But you know he's he's got 1.2 million views of the you know we're not we're not uh, maybe if we could get him on there we we could get 1.2 million you know downloads. Come on, RFK, help a brother out. <laughs> yeah, I only talked a little bit of shit about that source right company you scratch my back i'll scratch yours the way we'll scratch yours is by letting four people listen to it the way you'll scratch ours is by getting us 1.2 million listeners um yeah i i don't know um but we have to talk about israel if you come on i'm sorry it's an important thing so we need to talk about that in relation to ukraine and some other stuff so yeah i'm sure that's good. Maybe one of our four listeners will tell them what we just said. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be true. I gotta say, you know, who knows, man? You 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 fart in the wind. If that if it catches the right breeze, you know, you might catch a whiff. You know, you never know. So, I'm again. I it it isn't our fault. I mean we really did try to get all of these parties on but i guess the only thing that i can think of to say now is there are other parties out there so check them out i mean i think we at least mentioned the websites on most of the episodes. Yeah, we, 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 we try to get people to know where they could go and get more information about them. So, come on, social. Um, come on, come on yeah, and Darren, the on, working people's party. Right, we need the working people's party. We need the socialist party, the communist party, um, DSA, right, socialist alternative, any, any of those ones. What do you think? I, and I really, even though I don't like them personally anymore i would like the, the libertarians. libertarians yeah right I, absolutely because we would need to, and and this is where like like we said we don't we don't pound them but there's been an tendency inside of the libertarian spaces right now to to angle towards that god shit and we want to understand what that's all about and i in the midst of all of that, I would like to ask a question to all of the, the individuals that have an affinity for small government or what they perceive to be small government and God being an important part of your policy positions. Why, why are you all dividing yourselves up into, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of them and they're all in like 16 different camps. And I mean, I, like, I understand it's ego, you know, if somebody, they want to see themselves as the new Patrick Henry or fucking, you know, Ben Franklin or Alexander, not Alexander Hamilton. He was a federalist. So uh, James Madison, you know, you, you know why Alexander Hamilton didn't end up running for president? He was born in the West Indies. I didn't know that. So for he, when he was a baby, he was born in the West Indies and then he came up to the colonial spaces so otherwise he would have almost certainly been 
a president. So it's like trafficking sugar or some shit. As a baby, yeah, I'm sure. He, no, he, I mean as family. Yeah, he was he, he was sucking on a popsicle <laughs> yeah. and shooting people's pinky toes off. As a baby, he's like, <laughs> put me in that boat, bitch. I got to take the sugar up there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know that. We'll, we'll figure that out for the next episode. Was, was Alexander Hamilton's family trafficking in sugar in the West Indies? Um, yeah, I, I don't... <sighs> I, I know I've said it before, but like the libertarians, the reason I decided I wasn't a libertarian anymore was because when I was doing the interview in 06, I asked them about their environmental policy and they said, well, we need to sell all the national parks and, you know, anything that the BLM owns or, and that's Bureau of Land Management for those of you that don't know, any, any, no, why it's, it's Black Lives Matter. BLM land, national park land. We need to sell all of it. And I was like, well, you know, but a lot of that stuff, not so much with the the BLM stuff because, you know, they're putting mines on there and they're doing oil drilling and all of this, but national parks, that's pristine land. Well, tell explain why why what they thought. So you asked them yeah, I, I said that, and then I said, so how is that going to fix everything? And they said, well, first of all, it'll give us the money from selling it, and then we have a belief that there's pride in ownership. And so the people are going to take care of the land because now they own it. And I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen certain people's yards around where you live? There's no fucking pride in ownership. Stewardship, Brian. Stewardship. <laughs> so we we uh, ended up parting ways at that point because I I just could not say that I was a libertarian anymore. So um, on the hill now, uh, Monday through Thursday, Bree is the left. Yes, this is the way they say it. This is not me saying it. And this guy named Robbie Sauvey. This white blonde haired, I mean, he looks like the poster boy for uh, the Aryan nation, but he's fucking funny sometimes. And uh, he is a, a self identifying libertarian. And every fucking time he opens up his mouth, uh, deregulation, blah, blah, this, sell off. I mean, he says the same shit, you know? And I'm like, Robbie, you, you, he really is smart sometimes. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you, you, you can't mean what you're saying, you know? Sometimes we have to protect certain things for the sake of posterity. And I mean that all the way, all, all people to be able to come. I mean, what that sucked if people couldn't go and fucking hang out at Yellowstone or go to Yosemite or go anywhere in the Rocky mountains or in the Appalachian trail or fuck, you know, Pacific coast trail or the finger lakes in Northern New York, whatever, you know, all of them. I mean, there's, the Pawnee national grassland, which is shitty. It's flat. It's just, grass it's ponds and stuff but i mean that's so important for fucking ducks and birds and fish and whatever so when we were flying back from la i'd never i don't ever sit by the window but i sit by the window it was light enough out that when we flew over lake powell i could see it like clear dude that is fucking awesome you don't want anybody fucking that up dude no no i don't and i don't think that 
you know, if we sell it to fucking Shell or BP, that they're going to be good stewards of the environment. But they're very, they're very good faith actors. Yeah. They don't have any other interest tied to anything else other than just taking good care of that land, Brian. Right. We could sell it. We could sell it to BP, Shell, and Exxon, and then all of these good things would happen. We just know it. I mean, two oil spills and a bunch of fucking natives that have been poisoned. You can't go wrong. Two oil spills. (laughs) (laughs) But that, the Libertarian Party, the Constitution Party, um, the Alliance Party, all three of those guys, those parties, want to basically get rid of any fucking bureau, organization. Alliance? I'm pretty sure the Alliance, too. That was, that was Jimbo. Yeah. He, they, were, they, were, they were very much like, like the fucking No Labels guys. Except for they don't have no fucking money, you know? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I know one of them toward the end. He was a politician. He was the he was the the head yeah, of education. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I, I, I think they were just Well anyway, my the point I was gonna no, make was right. that all of these people, groups that want to like the libertarians are always saying, get rid of the IRS get rid of the FBI, the DEA, and all of these different groups. And believe me, I'm not a big fan of the FBI, the DEA, the CIA, any of them. The IRS, I fucking hate the IRS. Taxes are bullshit, especially since they just spend it on whatever the fuck they want. We cannot just completely fucking disassemble the government without catastrophic fucking results because you're talking about them being ingrained in society for an incredibly long time for one, but two, there's just a shitload of jobs. If they did that, the U.S. economy, the global economy would fucking take a nosedive at an unprecedented rate. So for those people that are following any of these parties and they think, you know what? That's a really good idea. I think I'm going to vote for these people because I think they can get it done. One, they can't get it done. They're making promises that they can't fucking fulfill. And two, even if they could get it done, unless you want anarchy, which I might be okay with also, then it's a bad idea. No? Yeah? Well, I mean, if you're voting for one of those parties in the first place, it's unlikely that they're going to... I mean, your, your, your vote is sort of a... I'm not Crystal or Kyle. Fuck those fucking motherfuckers. Sorry, but... You are voting for somebody who's not going to be able to enact the policy plan that they want to to run on, or that they're running on, rather. Right. 
But so nothing I, is going to get nothing is going to get done through what it is that you're voting for for those people. That and when I did engage them generally, it would be on questions of practicality with regards to I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about basically uh, pulling all of our economy, making it like a protectionist, like pre World War II protectionist position. And I'm like, how do you fucking do that? You, we are we are integrated and embedded in all these other spaces now. I, I don't understand how you, and to that person's credit, there it was the Constitution Party guy. He says, I don't know. He says, yeah. You're right. He says, I don't know. Because he he's the one that said he was a pragmatist and a dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he was very honest. Yeah. I, I like that. That was uh, Jack. Jack what? Turhan. Yeah. Turhan. Tarhoon. That's like a, a city in Indiana. <laughs> so. And obviously, you know, the minute that they get elected, these things aren't going to happen. But if they, I, I don't know. I, I'm just telling you to, you know, try to do a little bit of research before you well, vote on something, that, someone. That, that's, so in, in the space where, like, Crystal and Kyle make the arguments that they make, once you set these other things in motion, then different forms of possibilities open up. Like, we don't really know what's going to come of, like, if all of those conservative, God-fearing, uh, unique individuals coalesced, that would be a different kind of block. That would be a, a block kind of like the Freedom Party, or Freedom, the, you know, the Freedom the Republicans, those yeah, guys, yeah. So the American Patriot, yeah. So Lonnie. that they're not not Lonnie, no. Like oh. literally inside of the Freedom Caucus, oh, in, okay. in 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 Congress, like fucking Matt Gates, Jim Jordan kind of people. Uh, Buck, he's a, he's a Colorado representative, and he's part of the Freedom Caucus. But if you set those dialogues in motion publicly, not privately, when people reach out to you and ask you to give interviews and talk about your platform, if you start to do these things publicly, then that becomes part of a, a different set of possibilities. So who, who, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, while I was poo-pooing you in the sense that the policy stuff's not going to get enacted, our, our point, our, our goal at this point in the process of trying to upset the structure of the existing system that needs to be changed isn't it isn't about constructive policy positions it's about upsetting the it's about creating chaos you know well i'm all for upsetting the apple cart all i'm saying is that you know make sure that that's the right person before you do it because some weird shit whatever could happen won't happen but just be careful with what you're buying into before you actually take it home what did little finger say chaos is a ladder i don't remember him saying that oh he definitely said no it. i'm i yeah, believe I you i just can't remember when he said it he and varus were in the uh the throne room of the where, where the the sword thing is that yeah. and they're talking about things and he, the iron throne before Jeffrey yeah. died, right? Before Jeff. Yeah. Before Jeffrey died. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
there's this weird moment like in the in season seven where before he gets his throat cut by Arya and uh he says uh they're all sitting there talking and uh Bran or the three-eyed raven turns to him and says chaos is a ladder and he's like we just only me embarrassed that we're there how you fucking know I said that but my my point isn't that chaos is a ladder in a but and it's not like Mao where it's like when there's disorder under heaven everything's good it's just to say that like when we get our minds out of the the space that we're both trying to trying to like pry minds out of right now uh, as they dialogue with one another interact with one another other possibilities can come to the come to the forefront and hopefully it's not just something you know i electoral politics is always going to be limited based on what it, because of all of these other gigantic corporate interests in relation to it but you have to like Zizek said, you have to do everything. You have to do all things at all times, not just fucking walk and chew gum. You got to walk, chew gum, you know, kick, hop on the pogo stick, smack your head on the side, you know, while you're spinning around in a circle doing flips. Everything all at the same time. That's tough. I can't do any of that shit. But socially. Especially a pogo stick. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried to be on a pogo stick since I'm sure I was like, 11 or 12. So. I was going to say, I think I was 10. Like, there, when's the last time you even saw a fucking pogo stick? I don't think they exist anymore. Yeah, I think Jeannie'd be like... No, I saw one on Tremors 2. That was the 90s. No, but I just watched that not too long ago. So I saw so it you on saw Tremors. it recently. <laughs> right. Referring to something that happened... Yes. <laughs> 30 plus years ago. Good stuff. Right, you got it. Motherfucker. Um... Okay, so last thoughts to wrap up? No, I just, uh, like, again, I'm not poo-pooing anything. We just open up your, look at your options, figure it out. Don't, uh, don't allow a person to talk you into not finding uh, a, a party that actually reflects your, your true beliefs, thoughts, and desires. Don't, because of some, uh, lesser of two evil bullshit like we're if the world's going to change we have to take some risks and uh that's you know you've got to step out and there are way more than two evils i mean we just did interviews with eight of them (laughs) that's not very nice thing to say (laughs) you should have said two evils just did an interview with eight other evils at least put us in the evil category too. Satan, 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 devil worshiper. I would like to dedicate this show to our dark lord, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me the will to pick up this microphone. You are a total fucking dude, right. So, uh, 720-334, roll. Or seven six five five, um, and short bus debate club at yahoo.com. All right, we'll uh, we'll be catching you on the flip side. Hasta luego.